Go. <laughs> say it. Say it. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Mean it. Say it again. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. No, not sexy, like real. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Nailed it. Oh boy. I didn't even, I didn't even uh, check the microphones yet. We yeah, we should do probably that do that stuff. first. Well, whatever. You're in a real whatever mood. Uh, yeah. I got a sports injury right now. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? I don't yeah, know. This, this is annoying, I know. Are you fixing the mic? I keep putting that back down because then you do that and it's all tippy-topsy there. Yeah, but... <laughs> See that? Look I need how the... delicate. Look how fragile that is you're working with. I don't care. All right. All right. I, need, I need the reach. I'll be rock and roll about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, my knee's all fucking jacked. I was hobbling around Super Bowl parties yesterday, mm-hmm. one of which was yours. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about it? Sure, man. <clears throat> I feel bad for you. Eh, I, feel I don't bad. care. You care. I do care. You had a party and made all... Georgia snacks for that party. That's not that's not someone who doesn't care. That's true. I've been looking forward to this for two weeks. And uh I thought you were gonna say years. I was like, oh well, the last time they were hopeful or something. Yeah, like, oh, two well, weeks? That's not No, but since yeah. ever since I knew they were oh, yeah, be in the Super game. Bowl, I was just like, All right, it's on. I'm gonna have a party. Yeah. I'm gonna cook a bunch of nice stuff. You did do that. You yeah. won. Yeah, you I won. won yesterday. I won Super Bowl big time. But uh, he made that pork, those wings, none of which I could have. Dude, I don't want to suck my own back. But uh, I've uh, never heard that phrase. Wait, no, I don't want to pat myself on the dick. But uh, geez, that pork, that pork was on point, baby. Pat myself on the dick. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, my pork game is on point. Rachel, my, got, we showed up late. Rachel, I think, cleaned it up for you. Yeah, yeah, she got in there. That was a potent sauce. I smelled that all last night. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> I, I slept. Oh, that in was fog of uh, <laughs> fog of pulled pork odor, hickory smoke, and peach sauce. That's my it's, uh, peach sauce. Shout out to my buddy Craig Holzer, yeah, uh, pit master at uh, King's Barbecue in Atlanta. He uh, he shared with me his uh, peach barbecue sauce recipe. I wanted to go with an all Georgia theme, so uh, made this uh, delicious. That was, I had it on a piece of a plain piece of bread. Yeah. <laughs> And it, uh, boy, just a whole bunch of peachy goodness. I'm not gonna, I can't, get, I'm not at liberty to share the recipe here. No, no, but, it's not uh, one just, that's, uh, that's, you go down to where, yeah. where is he? Uh, King's, King's Barbecue. Go on down to King's Barbecue yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah. You got an address in the uh, neighborhood? Every, every Monday night at Star Bar now, they're setting up a pop up. Oh, no shitty. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's one a good of the best spot. shows in the country, Star Bar in Atlanta every Monday night. It's been, that show's been going on like 13 years. Yeah. Now, uh, King's Barbecue, which is Craig Holzer and my buddy Paul Galois, they're setting up a pop-up every Monday night selling brisket tacos, pulled pork tacos, and Jarritos uh, glazed ribs that uh, Mexican yeah, yeah, soda. Yeah, gla- No. Ooh, they, that they, sounds all right. They make a, uh, a glaze out of this Jarrito soda and uh, slathered on their badass pork ribs. And all hosted by Rodney, mm-hmm. a man who sounds like he eats tombstones for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, Craig uh, hooked me up with his uh, secret peach sauce recipe. Uh, made that, made the pulled pork, made the smoked chicken wings. Oh, the pork and the wings were just out of this world. Yeah. And uh, also did my pimento cheese, which we've talked about. I did the, my bold peanuts, which we've talked about. That pimento cheese was uh, – I was. I, I, you know how good it was? Mm-hmm. I found a, just a lone Triscuit or a Cheez-It that was just in the bowl. Uh-huh. 
and I just used it. Oh, that like I, it had been there all day. Yeah, and I was like, I got to get it in my mouth somehow. Everything short of digging my hands into mm. it. You know what I did this morning? Leftover shit a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I made a pulled pork and pimento cheese omelet. Whew. It was good. See, that, you have the knowledge to like go off on a whim. I tried to like the other day. I made three eggs and I put spicy ranch dressing in it again, which was bad before. And I also put uh, uh, the packets. <laughs> it sounds bad when I say it out loud. Yeah, it sounds bad the, anyway. The, like I keep saving all those little packets of Parmesan cheese and okay. crushed red pepper when you get pizza delivered. Yeah. Never think to put it on a pizza, but you know what it's going to go? In our spicy ranch eggs. <clears throat> Made mm. me sick. I mean, I didn't throw up or anything, but I didn't feel good. For oh, was that the uh, you tweeted last <laughs> week about... The expired ingredients, and now you're just waiting on the diarrhea? No, that was a salad. That was a salad I made with a lot of old stuff. Like, (laughs) everything had been compromised. Mm -hmm. Everything I put in there is like, any one of these things could be... It's like when a firing squad, when they, you know... Yeah, one One, one gun doesn't have a bullet in it. Yeah, so really, that that was their side of defense. Like, one of these is actually Uh, fine to eat, and everything else... Man, we've talked about that before. Yeah, I know, I don't want to... I commend your principle of of using all your ingredients, but not... I don't want to beat a dead horse, but to tenderize it needed, I probably would. (laughs) Come on there. But at the risk of your own health, you know, it's not going to kill you to throw out a a bag of salad every now and then. No, you know what? I'm sitting here limping with a cane because of some bullshit gout thing. So you know what? No, I'll eat whatever I want. If I'm already crippled because of stuff that's supposed to be good for me, it will knock the beer and everything. But I also ate a lot of cauliflower last week. That might have done it. Mm. I was like, well, I'll make cauliflower. Cauliflower? Why would that have done it? Because I don't know. But that's good for you. See, yeah, that's the trick. Stuff that's supposed to be good for you is still not good for you. You ever had that buffalo cauliflower? Mm. Oh, I did that. I didn't have the ingredients for that, so I just made some roasted uh, with thyme and stuff. It was was good. But we have to talk about the gout diet so much. You made a killer spread. Great spread. The party I went to before had the most... L.A. thing it could have, or maybe the most Brooklyn thing. That was still great. It was they had like a, it wasn't a taco truck, but they had two guys that ride their bicycles to wherever you're having an event and make. I don't know if the tacos were vegan or vegetarian, but they just they come and they make a hundred tacos. Huh? With their bike, they pull it all on the bike, and the place I was at was way up in this screwy part of the hill. So I felt bad for these dudes. I helped the guy throwing a party. I'm sure took care of them, but. Had a, like a little uh, container full of balls of dough. Well, uh-huh. Those are tortillas that okay. they would smash and make fresh. And then Jack, we could have jackfruit taco or a soy riso taco. And I, soy riso, I like soy riso better than chorizo. I'll say it right here. Huh? I like that stuff better. I mean, I, jackfruit Mexican soy. Yeah. Well, it's it, yeah. Which it's not my joke, mm-hmm. but I've, I've seen it. Like a, I don't know who originated, but like soy milk just means I am milk. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to write a real bad joke about how huh, listen to these people speaking in Spanish they sure like Toriemos a lot just cuz amos is a, ah. is a means we do something the form of the verb and but it, tori would have to be a verb That's true Toriemos Toriemos like we all tori mm-hmm. It's not a good joke that's why I shouldn't should shut up I love like every now and then I'll just listen to the Mexican radio station because it's yeah. just it's different and it's fun mm-hmm. and I don't mind an accordion. <clears throat> I and, love uh, accordion. 
But like during the commercials, like the they'll obviously be speaking in Spanish really fast. Yeah. But then the the one word the English that, plug, yeah, <laughs> they're just Spanish, Spanish, Spanish. You know, John Hinckley Ford. Yeah, John Hinckley, that's a bad example because that's a guy. <laughs> that's the guy yeah. who tried. I was thinking of an arbitrary Ford dealership. That what? Not that anybody listening to this hasn't read the tweets already, but that was what I was proud of earlier because they're rolling back gun control so that mentally. Unstable oh, people can yeah. have access to guns. Like, God, what? Look what happens. You get somebody like John Hinckley that can get a gun. Ah, go for it. You know what? <laughs> That's what I would. Why can't we get a fucking Manchurian candidate for the side that you agree with? Hmm. You know. Interesting. This is this is what I was thinking about, and it was terrible to think about it. But if you see somebody who's real riled up, you got a weird neighbor who's real riled up about Trump. Maybe poke him a little bit more. Hmm. Maybe keep poking him a little bit. Yeah. Don't say, don't tell him to do anything, but just, yeah, well, you know, actions speak louder than words. I was talking about that. I'll probably go, I'm going to go to jail right now. Probably feds are going to arrest us right now. talking about that with a friend today. Like if you had a terminal illness, you know, you knew you was about Mm -hmm. to go out. Oh. You know. I mean, the list of things I would do if I had a terminal illness. Yeah, but I mean, that would be one of them. How about, like, the idea that a a Manchurian candidate is just... Any loner at a bar that you prod in to do it, go talk to her, man. She's into you. And then it's like, oh, she hates me. Like, ah, fucking fool. That's just a Manchurian candidate. (laughs) Except mind control was just three shots at Jägermeister and false (laughs) self esteem. (laughs) I've been that. I'm usually that guy. It would be funny if somebody did this knowing I would hear it and be like, what do do I need to do for funny? What do I need to do to be accepted? Yeah. We're all Manchurian candidates. That's just low self esteem. It's just wanting to belong. Mm-hmm. I understand. <laughs> we were going to... Yeah, what else happened since... I, I, mean, I, had, I had a good week. Uh, shit show. It's, even, it's almost like mundane to mention that yeah. things are disastrous. With our, and I, and I have no insight or smart opinions. Like, we know what's going on. We're all fighting a good fight. So, mm. Hung out with a musical crush last week. <clears throat> oh, yeah? Yeah, my good buddy Shauna Tucker. Oh, yeah? We've talked about uh, her before. Former uh, bass know. player of the Drive-By Truckers, my yeah. favorite band. She was in town. Got to go see her do a little private concert, mm-hmm. a little just that's, VIP. That's what they're calling concert. It. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, next night, hung out with her. Did I tell you about when we hung out a couple years ago? Me and her. She came. Through. I knew you had been like. A, yeah, like just, you guys had known each other for a little while. Well, n- now at the time we we just met a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, just a platonic friendship type thing. But yeah. uh, she wasn't. I don't know how it started. Like I think we started shouting at each other on Twitter, just uh, one of those things. And uh, she happened to be in town, and uh, she's like, hey, I'm going to be in town for about a week. Why don't we go, you know, have dinner, do whatever? And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. I invited her over to the uh, apartment. This was the, the time a couple years ago. And I was going to make her dinner, and I, and I did. That's we a had, good move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and a she, good, like, guys that can cook, yeah. and then you make a dinner. Yeah. For, that's a good. Yeah. And she can cook, too, so I was under under a lot oh, of okay. pressure, because right. she's no slouch. In the kitchen the other day, she texted me something about how she just uh, she cooked an entire lamb chop in a cast iron skillet, and I didn't take any pictures. I ate the whole thing, and I almost said, "Marry me?" Question mark. Yeah, Who else needs to know? Gal that can cook and eat an entire lamb chop. Any, anyway, uh, she was going to come over and hang out a couple years ago, and uh, she's literally walking up. She's like, "Hey, I'm walking up. Be, be there in yeah. about a minute." And I was doing a last little uh, last second check of the apartment, and I noticed. I don't know if you remember at the old place. I had uh, two big framed nice posters in the living room, yeah. and one was of the drive-by truckers, uh-huh. and the other was of Jason Isbell. And uh, she wouldn't mind me telling this. A lot of people know this. She used to be married to Jason Isbell, yeah. uh, and they're 
since become good friends, but they, they, they're divorced. <laughs> they waited to become good friends. <laughs> Not become good divorced. friends, but whatever problems they had that led to the divorce, uh, to hear her tell it, they've kind of patched that up, and now it's amicable. Oh, that's uh, good. So that's good. So she wouldn't mind me talking about that. But anyway, uh, one poster the drive-by truckers, one poster Jason Isbell. She's walking up, and I was like, oh, man, yeah, this is going to look a little know. creepy. Hey, used Too to, much. Used to be in that band. Used to be married to that guy. I'm not a weirdo. Like... <laughs> I don't have a tattoo of your face on my leg or so anything. You just have bare walls when she came in. I just I took the Isbel poster down. So I figured one one would be okay, but if I had them both, and those being the only posters in the in the room, yeah. I mean, I could see. It's like you're hanging out as regular people. Yeah. Guys. Oh, but it's okay to be a fan. Yeah, yeah. But that's been the problem. Like when I hang out with her, like, and she's super cool. But like, I try. I have to really. Be aware. Do you remember the recording from uh, when you guys played something Chris Farley on, two, uh, 2003? You remember that time when you were in the drive-by chuggers? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, but uh, I have to really kind of tone that down, suppress that, not to as to not creep her out. I should uh, just take down everything in my apartment if I didn't want to creep out a woman. But, <laughs> yeah, that's not how it's going. So yeah, I got to hang with her. That was a good uh, good time. Um, Man, I'll throw this out real quick. Not to get uh, this isn't uh, a very sappy or an emotional podcast, yeah. but uh, shout out to my mom. Okay, old Nancy Stone. Yeah, today is her three year cancer free anniversary. That's a great thing to say. Three celebrate. years ago today, she got diagnosed with bladder cancer, and my mom's a tough old broad too. Yeah. She's uh, I haven't talked about this on the podcast. She's a uh, paraplegic. She's mm-hmm. in a wheelchair. She's been in a wheelchair for like forty five years. She fell off the back of a motorcycle, and she's twenty one. Broke her back, but. She's been in a wheelchair ever since, and just a tough, just, ah, whatever. Yeah. And she got cancer three years ago, and uh, they did surgery. She beat it, and the whole time they're like, if you can make it three years without you know, yeah. it coming back, then you're in the clear, and today's her three-year anniversary. So uh, that's awesome. Shout out to mom for she kicking cancer. She no time for cancer. I'm already in a wheelchair. Yeah. Cancer, get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, she don't give a shit. She's like, no. get out of here. Still won't eat guacamole. Won't eat guacamole because it looks like puke. <laughs> But she beat cancer, so <laughs> maybe live a little, Nancy. Try to have some of that guac. It's such a refreshing uh, dip in the summertime that doesn't have the kick of salt. It's real cool. It's real uh, cool on the tongue, and those you know it would probably be a nice compliment to a nice looks a like barbecue. No, it does. I a lot of stuff it. she won't eat. All right, well, but uh, yeah, shout out to mom. That's good news, man. So yeah, That's good week. Great. Good week, and that up until yesterday when my Falcons lost. Yeah, so. the Falcons. I, we went. We got to that party. This is funny. Rachel and I were leaving our first party. Uh huh. You know, like, oh, it's an overtime. Oh, I can't believe they caught up. We just I, every year, I was like, I just want to sit and watch Puppy Bowl. Mm-hmm. I know parties are fun, but I, like, I live a life of fun stuff. Like, there's, there's our whole no, life's like, a party. Ooh, we're going out tonight. I think, ooh, I'm staying in tonight. Yeah. I get excited about it. Yeah, and like Super Bowl Sunday is always one of those days. Like, I'll, I don't, it, I could use it as a day to like make food for myself, but just watch Puppy Bowl. Which now this year, Hallmark Channel threw a kitten bowl on. You weren't happy with that. No, I mean, I'm happy with it in the way it's kittens, and they had two little slides. But it was it was a shit knockoff, and it was it was a lousy nod to the puppy bowl. You could have done something entirely different. They had announcers, which were people, which they showed. I don't want to see anybody's face. No, I'm here for if the If I'm cats. watching something called the Kitten Bowl. Mm-hmm. Puppy Bowl has that one ref. He's got a good rapport with all the dogs. I like him when he comes out. He's got a good <laughs> he's got a good joke. He plays it straight. He comes out like, oh, you know, unnecessary early watering of the field. The dog will pee on the field. And he'll trade it out with a whistle, and he plays it straight. And that's they, – they wink too hard at uh-huh. the Kitten Bowl. 
Not to say it's not going to be fine, uh-huh. but I love the option that somebody came in was like, I was reading about the origins of Puppy Bowl. Okay, explain. And it was somebody at Animal Planet. I go, like, we can't do anything that goes up against the Super Bowl. Yeah. What if we, do? we just point a camera at a box of puppies? Like, who, like it was like a joke. Yeah. I'm like, well, we could kind of tweak that a little bit, and that was it. And it's become, the, you know, that's I think it might be one of their highest rated shows of the year. It is funny to see what's up against the the Super Bowl, and like non sports yeah. channels, you expect stuff like that. But you got to remember, there's still there's five different ESPNs, there's Fox Sports, so it's yeah. funny they always play like uh, like figure skating or yeah. bowling, Sanford and Sons yeah. reruns, nothing. But like as far as the sports, they still got to play sports, yeah. but they know that ninety five percent of sports fans are watching Super Bowl, so they play like weird but stuff. That, like that's where I was thinking, like, all right, that's a wonderful alternative to people that know it's a big Sunday mm-hmm. deal, and like, okay, it's Sunday, watch TV, but let's flip back and forth. Because the Puppy Bowl is a ridiculous alternative that's totally broed up thing like the Super Bowl. But then the Hallmark Channel had to come and be like, who, what about people that don't like puppies? First off, that's nobody. <laughs> and it's not like the Puppy Bowl hasn't stepped up his game. They got the kitten halftime show. Uh-huh. They had an owl this year. They, they, I they, saw the owl. They had an owl and a chinchilla and a parrot. And they got all the – like I'm wondering where else they can go. Like, what time did it plateauing. start? Do they play it during halftime? No, or they start early. Okay. And they just run it all day. They okay. just put it on repeat all day. Gotcha. So. Who won? Um, <laughs> anybody who watched. Any, the viewing public. What if anybody, if anybody lost money on the Puppy Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> puppy Bowl's rigged. I, can't, I always just think of that Simpsons where it's like, you bet against the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> Uh, I thought they were they were like, was, they were due the Washington General yeah. yeah they were due for one he's got a ladder I'm <laughs> <laughs> so hard at that one oh my god that's funny I, oh, I, I do like love the, the puppy bowl though the only, and that was delightful so but anyway we went to a party at around third quarter mm-hmm. of the Super Bowl that other one with the tacos and it was fun they had BB guns set up on the back porch and we were shooting at stuff oh yeah, cool it was, was like a good it was a party pad okay and so. They like it, they. It was the end. It was tied, and I didn't realize they get uh, get one point. Let it rip. That's pretty good. I didn't realize you get one point. You just it's the first to score. I thought like oh, 15 minutes. We called the car to go to your house, and then right after the car the car was on its way, we're like, well, they lost. And, like, yeah. and that's right when we were going to your house. I'm like, ooh, this is gonna be a grim. This is gonna be a grim scene. And we got there. Everybody cleared out. <laughs> Everybody left. We had like 18 people there, were, and 16 of them left immediately. They were gone. Yeah. Like they were like just. Was it heartbroken or just like all right? We're well, a couple of it. Like, there's sad. only two of us from Atlanta. My buddy Clayton English. Yeah, you met Clayton, winner mm-hmm. of Last Comic Standing. We started together in Atlanta, and he's out here now. So we were the two. Like everybody was rooting for the Falcons, but we were the. Yeah. they were all. Everybody else was like, "Well, uh, they're not either one of my you teams." You root for the guy who cooked the food. Yeah, but man, Clayton took it hard. Like uh, yeah. we, we both were just. Because we got up so big, we got up. Uh, halftime was twenty-one to three. Yeah, it was like and, I was feeling good. For and it. in the third quarter, we scored first in the second half, uh, twenty-eight to three. So it's like midway through the third quarter, Clayton and I are sitting there, like you know, we didn't want to jinx it because he's a sports fan too, and we know not so to celebrate yeah. too early. But we're looking at each other like twenty-eight to three. It's in the third quarter. It's looking so good. And then they just and it wasn't like a big like avalanche collapse like it was just a slow and steady yeah. they just crept back into the game and like with every score we we're like that's all right we're still up we were up by 25 at the highest point and it was like all right we're still up by 18 
Okay, we're we're still <laughs> up by eleven. Just, just <laughs> oh, scratching God. away. At yeah, it. and we're like, all right, the clock's running, the clock's running. Uh, yeah. Oh, now we're up by three. Uh, like it was just oh, and it was just like, what is happening? Yeah, and uh, I was eating vegan tacos, shooting at a syrup God. bottle with a BB gun at that point. It was oh, it was such it's, a bummer. Uh, and that like when you're winning ahead of time, I, I felt bad. I legit. I know it was a, a long shot, or not a long shot, but that they hadn't been there. And, once before, yeah, they were there. We eight, talked about that. seventeen, eighteen years ago, and that's a that's a it's a rough go, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, Do did, did you have any money on it? No, I, I never bet on stuff like Clayton that. Have any money on? It? No. I don't know. He may sometimes have. you can see people get upset. Yeah, because it's like you're not upset. Yeah, you lost. Yeah. You're upset by the spread. Or yeah, whatever. but boy, it uh, it was a bummer. But um, um, no, by the way, it's the boogie monster. Oh yeah! If you've just been listening to twenty minutes of just a couple assholes catching up, this is a Boogie Monster podcast. Hey, shout out to the folks on Twitter sending me their uh, Super Bowl food pics yesterday. Enjoyed yeah. that. I sincerely uh, appreciate people sending their you know, hey Dave, check out these wings and yeah, people check out me, these biscuits. Well, uh, you're putting this advice out in the, in the world, and they're they're proud to show it off. Yeah, I, I love seeing that. So keep that coming. By the way, speaking of which, uh, speaking of which, my buddy, I guess today. Uh, I got a good buddy uh, who keeps in touch and always wants to know like where I'm playing and stuff. And he just, uh, I guess he Googled my name today. And the mm. second thing that popped up right after Dave Stone, the second thing was Dave Stone biscuit recipe. So I don't know how that happens, the algorithm, but like I, that's yeah, all right. I don't know, but that's what people are looking for. <laughs> Might have to just sell some shares, yeah. go public with this stock. I yeah. don't know. So. Uh, yeah, and then it was like Dave Stone pastor, Dave Stone magician, then Dave Stone comedy. I like that uh, my entire life's work of trying to be a halfway decent comedian <laughs> is overshadowed by biscuits and a, and a pastor. Shouldn't have made those biscuits so good. Yeah. How was the magician? I don't know. Uh, that's happened for there is a There's a Dave Stone magician and a Dave Stone like a, a, a evangelist pastor thing. One time I did a show somewhere. I forget. It was like at a club, at a comedy yeah. club, and they had the pastor's headshot on the poster. <laughs> Like just some fifty-year-old with frosted tips. Who's, Reverend Dave Stone's yeah, going to be here this weekend on fire for Jesus, and uh, it's like, yeah, that's not me. Stone's a solid last name for magic or preaching. Yeah, no, it's you know, it's Stone. It's a rock. It's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Or Stone. Is it a crystal? It's mystery. Like yeah. I see how it goes. Some people have asked if it's a stage name. It's like, no, that's that's just my name. Could have gotten more clever. Yeah, I would have been a little stage name. <laughs> Dave Stone. <laughs> Oh Could man, with Jeff Stone. You know, the stage name. <laughs> oh, so what, what's up with you, buddy? I don't Other know, than the bum knee. Bum knee, yeah. I just tried to get back on the bicycle. Tried to do some sports of my own. And we decided this week. Well, we we're getting into the doomsday prepping last week, and I wound up. I read an article about how the rich, like, a, like that seems like a fun doomsday thing. Like, to, if you're rich and you're just building a vacation home, but it's also a silo underground. Okay. Yeah, just what what the real like the billionaires that have paranoia, like have the you know the under concrete silos underground, air filtration systems, and water purification. Wow. Like, so I just go and compile a backpack, and these guys spend well, well, millions on and bunkers. That's, and none of them will talk about. It, but there's, there's there's companies that build these, and obviously they got to sign NDAs about who has them and where they have them. They're t- one person is an island off of off of Seattle somewhere. <laughs> He's like, it was a good point. He's like, there's no way, like, if you think you're going to just make it alone, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And also, if you think 
if people if it gets to the worst possible thing and people know you have supplies, they'll come to take mm-hmm. it. It's it's like fan it's fantasy doomsday instead mm-hmm. of fantasy football. It's just it's even the stuff that we're doing like it's it's play things. Yeah, it's like oh, I'll get my toys. Like I was saying last week, if it went down, I'd, I'd like just now I'll, I'll die. Like let me just charge the front line of it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> and I don't even like if if it's a natural disaster, that's different. But if it's a societal uprising, that I'll let me run into the hordes. Let me just Viking storm whatever Trump motherfuckers are out there thinking they're defending their country. You ruin the fucking country, assholes. I'm coming at you with a sword. I don't even want a gun. I want to stab one of these fucking idiots. That's what I want to talk about. Patriots. Fuck the Patriots for the fact <laughs> that I know nothing about football, but Tom Brady seems like a chooch and he's got a, like he's a, got a Make America Great Again hat and he's just like a sanctimonious fuckface. And also, the, your team name's the Patriots, which is dumb as shit, because it's like we just took the most American name. Name yeah. yourself a bird or a mammal or some shit that's regional. You can't just take Patriots, even though what, I get it, it's New England and stuff. Then call yourself like call call yourself the th- New England clam chowders or something. The shit. muskets. Yeah, musket, but don't Patriot. We're Patriots. It just makes everybody else sound like they're assholes because they went with a bird name or something. <sighs> like that's another reason. Like fuck. You, yeah, we're the Patriots, dicks. I didn't even. There's no bearing with the game. I just Tom Brady. What I've heard about him, I don't care for him. What little I've heard about this guy, I like to see you get worked up, man. This is me getting into sports. It's still just nitpicking, real uh, minute minutia. I thought Lady Gaga. I was impressed with the halftime show. I didn't see her. I was 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 too busy frying up those wings. Yeah, you're working hard. She Mm. did a good. uh, I thought it was an impressive show. Oh yeah, yeah. Is she good? I think it's one of those things that like, you you know when you see an artist and you know they're good at what they do, mm-hmm. whether or not it's something I want to. You don't never realize how many songs of Lady Gaga you know because mm-hmm. then she's doing a montage. I'm like, oh, I know that one. Yeah. Oh, that's her. Oh, I know that one. I don't know much about her uh, other than I mean, it's hard to escape her presence, yeah. you know. But from my periphery, I, I will say I do appreciate the fact that she's a little atypical for a pop star in the sense that she seems to be like, hey, I'm weird and kooky and artistic rather than just like, hey, look at my boobs. Yeah, not trying to be overly like provocative but in a weird yeah. way. Yeah, I kind of appreciate that. I also like that she looked like she just had shitty tattoos. Yeah. And not a lot of them. Like, eh, I got three. Realized I should <laughs> I should probably stop because the outfit she's wearing, she had like... <clears throat> One on the inside of her bicep, the like the girl placement of one on the thigh. It was uh-huh. like, yeah, you just had a few. You're like, ah, I don't need to keep going with this. These are these are these aren't great ideas. I missed the national anthem. What did some country dipshit sing that? I missed it too. Uh, who know. did they say was going to do that? One of the they're all the same. All those dude mainstream country, oh. as I call them, Bucky Fuckingtons, just a <laughs> bunch of dumb gene dipshits. <laughs> I forgot which one. They, I get them all confused. Jeans, like the just lineage or the denim? Both. <laughs> Initially referring to the denim. Rhinestones on the yeah. back pocket type. God, who was that? I don't know. <clears throat> they all seem to well, say. But yeah, well, I, I missed the national anthem. Why don't we uh, dive? We're going to talk about sports conspiracies. You want to get into a little bit of that today? <clears throat> yeah. Is there anything else we want to click off other than there's a new Bigfoot video out there that I watched? And I was like, fucking no. The one that the uh, Yellowstone... The, the one where a guy just videotapes a closed-circuit security camera? The first video we found was a guy taping the tape of the guy watching a closed-circuit video. It's like, for your original video, click in the link. And I click the original video is just a guy videotaping 
a live stream wow. on his computer. I'm like, no, no, it's no. I mean, it's the same problem we always have with these videos. It's like, yeah, that very well could be, but it's so fuzzy and blurry. You got like, just keep your mouth shut until you find something that like, see. Otherwise, you're just diluting any credibility you had left. Like mm-hmm. that other one, the drone one, mm-hmm. or just somebody running through a field. It's not. But look, uh, from the drone, you could tell that that trail's probably about ten feet across, and they cleared it with uh, two steps. Yeah, how do you know it's 10 feet? You've dumb drones yeah. hundreds of feet in the air. Like, ugh. Although I do think if we're going to find some good footage in the near future, it's probably going to be from a drone. I could see that. Because I feel like you know, part of the, 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 the issue is that they're so elusive and they can hide from humans. But like, I feel like they're accustomed. They, they don't know what an airplane is, but they, they've seen like, oh, there's a thing flying up above me. That's not a threat. No, you know, They're not going to hide from that. You know, I feel like a drone. But people could... have gone out with the the warmth sensors, heat mm. sensors. No, I know, but I'm just saying. Eventually, especially now with the influx of drones everywhere, I think we're gonna get some good drone footage. I think of the, the Bigfoot. influx of drones is gonna <clears throat> yield a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, these idiots stop flying them around forest fires. <clears throat> you wanted to uh, address the. Uh, the guy who had some oh, questions uh, about smoking? Yeah, someone uh, got a hold of me on Twitter. I guess I had mentioned that I quit smoking. When did uh, you quit smoking? I've never known you to be a smoker. I've seen you have an occasional cigarette. I'll have a cigarette every few weeks. Oh, really? Right now, right now I'll, I'll go. I'm, I will never buy them. Uh-huh. And I will just have, I'll have And I'm to the point, if I have two in a night, I get sick. Really? But one is like a little just cheap little buzz. Huh. And it's still, if I really tried to suck it down, I get I don't feel well. But I was a hardcore smoker for like 10 years. I think at my worst, I was two packs a day. Two packs a day, and there's 20 in a pack? 20 in a pack, you drink, yeah. drink. You would smoke 40 cigarettes a day? Yeah. If I, if, at, the, at the worst, if I was doing – I was at the Lions Den open mic on Monday in Chicago, and I worked all day, and I would smoke. I was the guy who would like, like light one off the other on a smoke break. and then not feel, I would not feel good. I'm like, I, why am I doing this? I don't, I don't – why do I think I need this? And like yellow fingers and everything. Huh. And then if I was at the open mic, would you get there at seven to sign up? And then you might not be on till midnight. Yeah. And I just sitting there. I guess, you know, I'd probably give a couple away mm-hmm. here and there. But I remember being down at the end. I'm like, man, I just, that was an ass. I needed to have one on stage. Like I had to go up with a cigarette and a beer, like a real bad boy. Yeah. Chooch. Would you believe I've never smoked a cigarette? Really? Never. I smoked half a one during uh, a sketch. I was filming a sketch with the old Beards of Comedy crew. Yeah. And uh, it required my character to be smart. And I looked like an idiot because Andy Sanford was trying to coach me up. Like, I just, I didn't know how to hold it. When I didn't you're know watching how to do a movie, it. you can tell me, like, yeah. you, know, you don't smoke. Yeah, I felt like a, a real poser. Did, uh, did your parents smoke? No. Mm-mm. Wow. In the yeah. South, too. I thought yeah. that was kind of just ingrained. Yeah, no. Tobacco. Nobody and- in my family smokes. And it just, even as a, as a teenager, it just didn't appeal to me. Even the whole, I get it, you know, we're rebelling. But it was just like, eh, it just looks stupid and gross. Yeah. But yeah, just never had any interest in smoking. I always thought it looked cool. Mm-hmm. I always thought, like, dudes playing guitar, but also no, smoking. Which I would cool. try to do in a band. Yeah. And all that meant was, oh, now I can't take this cigarette out of my mouth. While I'm trying to play, like, this is stupid. Like, and I would just, I, looking back, I think about what an asshole I, l- I looked like. Yeah. Just like, look how cool I am. 
And I just look like such a putz, just such a poser. The only guy that's ever made me want to smoke a cigarette is Robert De Niro. Like in Goodfellas, when he's oh, yeah. thinking about whacking Maury, and then I think it's Cream is playing, and he's just sitting yeah. at the bar, and he's it's slow motion shot of him smoking this. Just the way he's doing it, and then <laughs> the, it looks cool. The look on his face, and yeah, it's like man, that okay, yeah, I get it. It looks cool. That's that's what like vaping is. I'm. I'm, I can't understand. Like, the only thing about smoking left was that it looks kind of cool uh-huh. and sexy. Yeah. And now you just have a video game controller that you suck on. It looks and goofy as shit. It looks dumb. I'm, I'm all about trying to just support, like, hey, man, if that's your thing and you found it, but people doing, like, vape competitions and stuff. I mean, it's not like it's not. This isn't a weird opinion to have. Most everybody thinks it's stupid, except for the people that are into mm-hmm. it, and that's their thing. Yeah, I don't hear. They're not judging me for not doing yeah, it. Yeah, so. that seem odd. Whatever weirdos, but I think it's. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, I quit smoking because uh, I did a whole bunch of cocaine one night. Really? Yeah, and uh, I smoked so many cigarettes just in that night hmm. that I woke up and I was like, "Oh, I got to quit." stuff <laughs> I, I, I was so physically ill and didn't have cigarettes on me and i was like you you don't get to have any today yeah and then the next day i was like you didn't have any yesterday why buy some today uh-huh. you still feel gross from two days before yeah and i guess this is the one day at a time that thing that addicts talk about like now you got another day under you now you got another day look at that you got to a week yeah and uh after i started jones and about i was like Oh, yeah. I didn't need that at all. Everything, my car stunk. My hands stunk. I remember at one point, this is going to be pretty gross, but it was back when I was living in Chicago. I was like coughing so much in the shower one morning. Oh, no. That I had to like reach in and grab a piece of phlegm. Oh. That was so thick. Oh. I was pulling it all the way out of my lungs. Oh, like a magic trick. <laughs> yeah, but it was like a piece. Of, it was basically like a piece of gum. Like that's how no. the phlegm was. Like I had to bite it to get no. it. No. Break it off. Ah. Yeah, and that didn't make me quit smoking. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that was like, it did give me pause, but uh, I still kept smoking. A guitar. And now it was weird. I was real nervous about when I had one again. Uh-huh. That funny enough, the next time I smoked any tobacco <clears throat> was in the Midlands of England. I was on this short little tour and someone gave us a joint, but everybody there kind of like splits their weed with tobacco. And so we were smoking, I'm like, oh, it's like a cigarette. And we were smoking it while looking for werewolves in the moors. Well, like I made somebody pull off because I'm like, oh, this looks just like American Werewolf in London where they're like, stay out of the moors. And yeah. it looked ex- with the fog that only comes up waist high. I'm like, pull over the van. Who wants to just go creep around out there and get stoned? I'm like, all right. And I'm like, oh, I think this is a cigarette. I've always been amused by smoker etiquette. Like just the whole, hey, can I bum a cigarette? Because like, if I'm standing outside of a bar and a fat guy was eating a Kit Kat, I couldn't just be like, hey, can you break me off a piece of that? I, I don't have if one of my use, own. If you use the slogan, I guess. Uh, you break me off a piece of Kit Kat bar. Or, hey, anybody got Snickers I can just have? I mean. And also, in the workforce, back when I used to wait tables and stuff, hey, will you cover my tables? I'm going to go smoke. Cover my tables. I'm going to go jack off. Like, n- no, no, I think that's fair play. Yeah, I never got smoke breaks. I never got to just go pause for five minutes. Yeah, I realized how much when I was at jobs, I'm like, oh, I'm a cigarette. Like, how much of a cheating freedom that is yeah everybody else is working yeah 
it's not it's not a good thing. And uh, I almost feel like people that start to smoke now, it's like somebody getting their first tattoo mm-hmm. now. It's like, but I'm sure this is what my parents thought when I got my first tattoo or when I was started smoking. And then my mom smokes. And so I finally she knew what to get me for Christmas every year. I get like a carton of cigarettes. Your mom would buy you a carton of cigarettes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't agree with you smoking, but would sit there smoking the whole time. So oh, she man. knew she had no... She had no uh, no foot in the fight. No foot in the fight, no foot hold, whatever. Yeah, anyway. I get it. But yeah, like to start now, it's like, ugh, there's too much information out there to know that it's lousy. And and it's more frowned upon, you know? Yeah. Nobody really smokes anymore. Yeah. And, and a I've, couple friends, but not many. I've always hated those uh, truth.com commercials. They were real big about 10 years ago. Just all these commercials about, and it's like, yeah, yeah, but everybody knows, idiot. If you're dumb enough to smoke, you know what you're getting into. This now, if they were si- advertising cigarettes as some sort of protein supplement, and then, haha, you get cancer. But like, Which is what they did in the fifties. I, I do know that. Yeah, I know they. But like nowadays, like those Truth.com commercials are so sanctimonious, and it's like, yeah, no shit. Well, and they were silly too for a while, <clears throat> and I heard that. This was a uh, conspiracy theory for way back is that because that was part of like when the tobacco companies had to do a big payout uh-huh. that they paid for those ads. Like they also had like pay, and also pay for ads to like really like anti-smoking ads. Interesting. And so that's why some of the ads were real stupid because like you're making us come up with commercials okay. to tell people not to buy our products. And they got away. Like some of those truth.com ads like I get the point you're making. Like make it seem like a movement. You know, like all the body bags and stuff. Like, I get the point you're making, but it's it's a moot point. Like, yeah. Anybody that's smoking isn't doesn't real like or, or, or realizes what they're doing. I yeah. can't think there's any misinformed smokers out there. Yeah, exactly. But it's so, an addiction. I bet gets you. So, how would you? What advice would you give this guy? Uh, well, yeah, I guess don't do a frisbee full of cocaine <laughs> with. Uh, with your roommate at the time, who went by one name, whose who's memorial service oh, I went that's to, your, that's your buddy. memorial service I went to a few uh, weeks ago. Yeah, you're talking he about died that. of heart complications. So maybe that's the whole tale right there. What was his name? Luz. <laughs> Luz. Yeah, it was a Spanish for light. Oh man, old crazy light. <clears throat> yeah, so maybe that's it. Like, I, you know, what I wonder about is when something's finally coming around to take you. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I got the gout thing, which isn't an internal. It's not a system thing. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a knock on the door. Like, hey, hey, de- death death ain't coming yet, but death is down the street. You're getting old. Like, how do you think you're going to behave in the face of, like, knowing that, like, well, oh, what I got is from what I've done during my life. Like, mm-hmm. if you get to the point where, like, oh, yeah, I have heart disease. And then you can't get mad. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, no, I, of course I have heart disease. Yeah. Like, I wonder emotionally how to process it. Like, I, I really want, like, the, the emotional strength that people have when they get something that sh- they shouldn't have gotten at all. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, my grandmother died youngish, like early 60s, but just aneurysm. Like, <gasps> doing fine. My grandma, all of a sudden, boom, like, just quick. Um, and how like upsetting that is to people. Like, like I wonder what's like when it's going to be something like oh you have cirrhosis and you have all this stuff that you were aware you were going to get, but you yeah. never like and you're just going like, 
Yeah. But I've done things different. I mean. Well, we're both at that age now where we're we're eligible for health conditions. You know, in your 20s, you're never thinking <laughs> about Eligible. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but like in your 20s, you never think about your health. You just eat, drink, smoke, do whatever. But like when you start to get in your 30s, especially when you start to get in your 40s, you're like, like with me, with my weight loss, like mm-hmm. I need to lose weight. And up until now, it's always been for my motivation's always been cosmetic. I need to lose weight so I look better. You yeah. Know? So, so I'm not a fatty. But now it's like, no, you need to lose weight so you don't drop dead of a heart attack yeah. or get diabetes or get heart whatever. You know. So it's weird to we're at the age we're like, oh, I got to start paying attention to my health. Whereas your teenage years, your twenties, you just you never think about it. I was, I mean, I kind of had a joke about it on the last special, but like I was trying to get my doctor. I'm like, I like look in my butt, like like. <laughs> Like I, uh, oh, when you think about everything that you send in your face hole, <laughs> then, Shane then, then comes out. Oh, what's, what's Shane's? He's joke? talking about it. Uh, he asked his, his his friend's a doctor, and he's uh-huh. like, I asked him to look in my butt, and he goes, Shane, I'm an eye doctor. <laughs> well, then look in my butt. <laughs> We're just a couple of buddies, and I want you to root around in my butt for a while. Look, <laughs> look in my butt. That's stupid as shit. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> but that's like I like. She said, "Now I like, go. Oh, you really don't have to do it till you're fifty or something. Just do it. Just." I thought you had to do it when you get 40. That's what I thought. Yeah, because I was talking about that the other day. I got to get somebody to root around she, in my butt. She was saying, no, it's now it's they can check other ways. I'm like, ah, I'm not trying to be a freak here, but I want the old fashioned. Look, go, I want go you to ahead, do it. Go ahead and poke around in there. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm not going to get anything out of this, but peace of mind. But like poke around. Because just of knowing. Like, oh, everything I've eaten has given me uh, uric acid problems uh-huh. and high purines in my blood. And well, what else? Like, what, like, my buddy had colitis, which is where what is that? if you eat too much red meat or like spicy things, it just sits in like a little fold of your intestines oh. and then tears open. So it's spilling the waste inside your body cap. Oh. And he had that. It was right after I moved. So we were like late 20s. Uh. Yeah, rolling around with a colostomy bag. Oh, no. He didn't have one anymore. But, uh. but so. And that was like, that's ass stuff, I guess. Well, it's kind of between the stomach and the ass. Hmm. I don't know. Everything that just, everything gives you cancer. And you could have this attitude like, well, then fuck it, man. I'm just going to live. I'm going to eat everything that tastes delicious. That's the weird thing about all this bad news. Did I talk about this last week? A little bit about like, how. Like, I wonder if like, people's diets are like, just go for it, man. Either get, or either I need to die because I need to get in shape for the revolution, or it's all over. So I'm having whoppers with cheese. Change the subject real quick. Sure. Just made me think about it. You know, all the stuff we've been talking about the last few weeks. A lot of the Trump stuff. I was thinking about this today. I know everybody knows that his tweets are absurd. Is he really tweeting his own tweets, or do you think somebody else is tweeting that dumb? Like, do you think somebody else is that that's not the president? That somebody else is like, would you fucking knock it off? He gets away with it because he's the top guy and he's a dipshit and they're wonderful distractions from how they're dismantling our democracy. So he's really sitting around on his iPhone oh, tweeting somebody, out this bullshit. Yeah, which I, I think it was a parna. Somebody else tweeted, like, wait a minute. You, today. you tweet that? You tweet that much while you're at work? You're fucking fired. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> yeah. If you were at any other job. <clears throat> Just imagine a boss of a company. 
where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm invested in this company stock, and the guy's just in there tweeting all day. Like, get rid of this fucking asshole. He's not doing shit. <clears throat> it's upsetting. And again, without getting too torn up about it. Yeah, they, somebody found like they could like route the IP address to the, one of his phones. Like you could, and you could always tell. Wow. There's been legit tweets that are well worded. And you're like, no, he didn't touch this one. Yeah, it's like so. It's painfully obvious uh-huh. that Dick Thumbs gets on there. I call the shots. He wrote, "I call the shots today or yesterday." God. I call the shots. The president of the United States of America has to tweet out. I call the shots and everybody knows it. Fucking shoot this guy, but take out the next five people too. You can't just shoot. I, okay, I said, I didn't say I was going to do it. I just said <laughs> if somebody did it, fucking cool. <laughs> I didn't say I would do it. I'm not a threat. I'm on a cane here. I can't, I'm hardly a mastermind. <laughs> but, uh, but if, you know, again, Manchurian candidate, hey, are you real upset? You real, are you, how, show me how upset you are. How mad are you? And we we talked about this before, but like, is a satire I, program? Is a comedy podcast? That's a- I'm not gonna accuse everybody who voted for Trump <laughs> of being a racist idiot. I understand that some people voted for him based on economic reasons. You know, yeah. and like we talked about the the farmer in Iowa, he's just trying to keep his farm from yeah. getting shut down. And if he thought that Trump is gonna help that more than yeah. Hillary did, I get that. But. The people who are still like just rah rah, right. look at him go. Are these these pro Trump? Yeah. If you voted for him for whatever reason, okay, that's whatever. But I know people who are still just like, mm-hmm. yeah, like how can you be proud of what he? Because they were even assholes how he to begin himself. with. Yeah, were, there you go. Uh, there's a really good Twitter account called Trump Regrets, and it just retweets everyone who is sad they voted for Trump. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's a little bit heartening to hear some people just, I thought you were going to make America great again, but you're banning Muslims. Like, you can't do that. Like, people that voted for him, like, you can't do that. That's Yeah. Oh, you're just – my thing is, like, he said he was going to do that. Yeah. You vote – he's doing everything he said. Yeah. So I still think they're fucking morons to be surprised that he's doing it. Do you think he's going to build a wall? I don't know. Well, if he's building it, we're paying for it. Mm-hmm. So, but how long? And this has been talked about. But that's going to take forever. Yeah, and, we're, we'll, and we'll pay for it. And it's the it's the hack joke, not hack, but it was a very funny joke yeah. that came out. Who, who gonna yeah, who's going to make it? Yeah. Um, I guess that'll be his job creation. Mm. <clears throat> Is uh, and just whatever, like how much are, people are paying for security for him and his whole family, and security at Trump Tower. Now you're paying for security for him at his private residence. Uh, it's awful. He sucks. Don't stop marching. Don't stop protesting. They do make a difference. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's like, don't get, they, they, they were talking like people are going to get protest fatigue. Like they want you to get warned. Mm-hmm. They want you to get upset about tweets. And look how he gets mad at us. Bannon's the whole thing. So don't shoot Trump. Shoot Bannon. That's not illegal. Say so shoot the, that guy. You just can't say you want to kill the president. Yeah. You can't say for your first person. I think you could say second person. Like, you should kill the president. I don't think that's illegal. So uh-huh. I'm first person. There you go. Or third person, like he or she. Oh, man. <laughs> do you oh, want to, maybe do you... we got some edits in this one. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Do 
Did you want to try to delve into our topic? Yeah, we got about 15 minutes right, left. Let's just we're touch gonna, on we're it real talk quick. About some, uh, you brought this up last mm-hmm. night when we were watching the game, or when you came after the game, but yeah. like, sports conspiracy theories. I think that... I think like, without much proof and not even being a sports fan, why wouldn't it be rigged when you got millions of dollars at stake? Mm-hmm. Like in in cases where well, let's talk about the like, what I was reading about it. My theory was always like, oh, I think that I think they let the New Orleans Saints win the Super Bowl because I did they win? I don't know. Katrina? We we talked about that last. I thought time. the Yankees would after after. Yankees. 9-11, and they didn't. I've been sitting around like, that's why they let the Yankees win after 9-11. Like, no, I didn't win. They were in the World Series. They were in the World They lost to the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I can't remember. I remember we talked about the Saints in 05, and you Googled Katrina trying to find out if the Saints won the Super Bowl. Yeah. (laughs) When you could just Google the 2005 Saints. I don't know. But uh, so your point being – you know, government – like government use – manipulating sports as propaganda to like – or cities or something. Like, okay. Yeah, but maybe that's too broad of a brush to think that they would dabble in it. But why, you know, why not have – get your, you know, your Army recruiting commercials out. Get your Navy commercials out during the sports. Like use it. You're going to – everybody's watching it. Why, it. That's why advertisers pick that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, get an All-American Tom Brady who's on the Patriots. Like that's – but he's a good football player, right? Oh, he's Is great. That, he's okay. a great quarterback. All right. So, you know – and not even to mention, like, I don't even know, like, issues of race and stuff that come up now. But, you know, who's a Jackie Robinson and all mm-hmm. the shit he went through. I'm talking, I'm not, now I'm talking like Trump, given his uh, president of Black History Month. Yeah, by the way, Frederick what, Douglass was what, a guy. What was it? Did, did he say that in the context as if he thought he was still alive? Like, he, he's doing great things or something like brought, that? Yeah, it was just a, a black guy whose name he remembered. But it sounded like he thought he was alive yeah, yeah and he yeah. died a hundred and twenty yeah. years like ago. we can talk like that because we're dumb <laughs> and we know that mm-hmm. so therefore listen at your own risk but i i think it's not outside the the the, the realm of there's there's still businesses mm-hmm. you know i've inner sports cheating of course like the theory that that jordan got poisoned yeah for uh playoff game with the utah jazz and still want to breeze like he's got the flu but they really think he got poisoned yeah well i've been a lifelong sports fan and i've never really thought too much about sports conspiracy theories especially in the context of like the government rigging stuff uh i am well aware of some of the theories that have been floating around for years and it pertains to like gambling yeah you know, we we point shaving and people throwing they going all the way back to What's the point shaving point shaving is when all right, a lot of times it's it's easily executed in basketball and sometimes baseball. Point shaving is purposely playing poorly, so you shave. Like oh, all right, we're gonna win. Everybody knows we're gonna beat this team. But for the 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 bookmakers, the gambling world would they want us to win by ten points oh, cover, and not not, not thirty points? Oh, okay, that's so like guys purposely missing shots and layups that's easy and enough to pass, throwing the ball out of bounds. There's been a lot of that. There's a great thirty for thirty documentary uh, about some college team who was uh, the mafia got a hold of some college oh, yeah. basketball team and the mafia was paying them to point shave and to throw games and stuff like that. How bad? Like, what's the worst you've ever seen of like this guy is throwing a game? Like, do you have anything personally where you've watched it and like this belongs? Somebody was saying that about, uh, well, there was the fake, the uh, Muhammad Ali, the, 
Yeah, the, the Phantom Punch, yeah. Sonny Liston. I think that was back in 64. Which I watched the video of that, but mm-hmm. it's hard to tell. Maybe that's why. Maybe you can only see the angle where you can't tell if he connects or not. Yeah. I mean, it all kind of started. Because they said, like, Sonny Liston's family was kidnapped by black Muslims. And oh, really? That was the one thing that I read. Oh, wow. Um, well, the most famous and maybe the first big one was the Black Sox scandal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chicago Black Sox back in the 1919 World Series. Uh, did you ever see that movie, Eight Men Out? John Cusack and a lot of No, other but I know about it. Good yeah. movie. That's what that movie's all about. It's about, uh, uh, I don't know all the details, but uh, I believe gamblers paid a lot of those players. This podcast to, should to, be called I Don't Know All the Details. Because <laughs> that's just us looking at our phones last minute. Oh, man. To come up with but yeah, gamblers paid. Uh, were the, the, paid the, them to, to piss it away? Yeah, not, not the whole team, but uh, I think at least six or seven of those players. And a few of them, uh, including most famous uh, Joe Jackson, Sorry Shoeless Joe that. Jackson, was banned uh, for life. And well, then it, it was later kind probably, of... Probably should have... Had him wear shoes in the first place. That's, that's not regulation wear. And, and his def- his defense was like he had a pretty good series. Like he's like I he he played pretty well. And he's oh. like, nobody paid me. I I did okay. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, so I've always been aware of of that stuff as far as like uh, the gambling angle. As far Pete as Pete Rose banned for life. Pete Rose, uh, which I still think's stupid. I, I, until you can prove he bet on games that he was managing or playing in, which he claims, and there's no evidence that he did. That he, you know, oh, that's what it like. He, he, was, he bet on other games because he was a gambling addict, but he didn't bet. He wasn't throwing his games. He wasn't. So is that like when, like, if you want to play McDonald's Monopoly, they're like employees aren't eligible. Like you can't bet on sports if yeah. you're an athlete. Yeah, yeah. Any sports? I, I don't know about that. I, I do know the sport that you're paid to play. But yeah, apparently, to hear him tell it, and there's no. There's no evidence, as far as I know, that he did this. He's like, no, I never bet on games that I was involved in because he was a player, obviously, and then he was one of the rare examples. Every now and then, it doesn't happen anymore, but he was a player coach. He was a player manager, meaning he was managing while he was also on the team as a player. That's only happened a few times. Oh, that's So like a guy who's not retired, who's still an active player, but like I'm also (laughs) – I also have the title as manager. The not undercover boss. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah, he just bet on a bunch of other games, yeah. and he admits, like, yeah, I had a problem, and I bet on all kind of games, but no games that he he didn't throw any games that weren't weren't games that he was involved in. So I still think that's horseshit because the Hall of Fame's filled with degenerate scumbags, and Pete Rose, one of the best players that ever lived, yeah, but you know a, because he bet on baseball. That's why I always laugh about how there's like the outrage about Deflate Gate or anything, but like, yeah, what about all the rapists and yeah. murderers you guys employ? Yeah, absolutely. I had some half. Cockpit, but I just like just I, I'll like I'll make fun of sport. I'm not an athletic guy, and I'll make fun of like I think football's like whatever. I make fun of it though, and I shit uh-huh. all over it. And I'm like, yeah, it's just it's just filled with date rapists and murderers. Anyway, which Bukowski book was your guy's favorite? Mine was the one he wrote right after he kicked his wife on video. But they're artists, you know. They get a lot of stress as an artist. It's hard to, you know, come up with new work. They're under a lot of pressure. So you got to, like, the double standard that people, like, all these hipsters will allow. Yeah. Like, uh, certain artists, there's like, well, it's just, it's... It's complicated mind, the yeah. mind of an artist. And Same thing with music. Pressure. Yeah, we, we turn a blind eye to some musicians. Yeah. So I just, the hypocrite, the, the hypocrisy, hypocrism, hypocrisy, 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 sure. shit. Uh-huh. Yep, just uh, wandered up, through that one. The hypocrisy. Okay. Yeah. Ah, I found it. Look at that. There it, <laughs> it is. It was down at the bottom of the drawer. Ah. I don't know if those wrong words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, how people will turn to blind eye because yeah, well they're sweeping under, again that conspiracy sweeping under the rug. They're making us millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. These players are worth millions of dollars. They did what? Fix that's like a Ray Donovan type shit. He just gets out there and fixes Hollywood fuck ups. I still haven't seen that. I hear it's great. I liked it. You know, I didn't hear a lot of hype about it, but I enjoy the Ray Donovans. Here's one of the most interesting conspiracy theories I've ever heard. And I only heard this recently, like a year ago. A good uh, who who told? Maybe Ryan Singer. It's Monday, I think the Bachelor's uh, rigged. Uh, we'll watch that in a minute. Um, you know, who Cal Ripken Jr. is. Uh, yeah, I mean, the extent that I read about this conspiracy as well. I like that. But uh, I've always like, loved him. He was a great player. He was one of those like he was never like the best player, but he was just consistent. He had heart. Uh, he had heart, and uh, heart he, wins over people a lot in yeah. sports. And he, and he was good. Don't get me wrong, but he would he like. Rarely would he be the guy who led the league in home runs or batting average yeah. or whatever. He was just a a, a solid A minus player across the board for twenty something years. Mm-hmm. But he holds the record for most games played, consecutive games played. He uh, I forgot it's over two thousand. I forgot the exact number. But uh, from like nineteen eighty two to like oh one or oh six days oh one played every game. Damn. In that in baseball, Damn. they play one hundred and sixty two games a year. And yeah, whether or not people are like, just fat, they're just out there. Yeah. It's still, it's still a sport. Yeah, you're still all of a sudden. All of a sudden oh, you want to earn your millions of dollars? Quick, run as fast as you can and dive at this ball that's coming yeah. at you. Yeah, and uh, this is a crazy story, and who knows if it's true or not. But um, in '97, uh, this is after he already broke the record. Lou Gehrig, Gehrig held the record for most consecutive games played uh, prior to this. But in '97. Uh, let's see. No, is it ninety seven? Well, they were they were playing. Where'd the power? Oh, go? Okay, yeah. Uh, Camden or, Yards. Yeah, I, I was thinking right? this contradicts the the motive here because they say it was after he broke Lou Gehrig's record. I just, but I think it was for regardless. He had that consecutive game streak, and uh, one day this is now I don't know. Yeah. This never was validated. He apparently was good buddies with Kevin Costner. Yeah. So he's in the middle of this streak. He's trying to keep the streak alive. He hadn't missed a game in 18 years, blah, blah, blah. So one day, he comes home early, and he finds his wife in bed with Kevin Costner. Yeah. And he beats the shit out of Kevin Costner. Dances with my friend's wives. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, he loses his shit, goes goes nuts, beats the hell out of Kevin Costner, mm-hmm. and fucks up his hand. Yeah. Breaks his wrist or breaks a finger, does something. And now he's like, ah, shit, I can't play tonight. Next thing you know, Camden Yards has an electrical failure. Power outage, yeah. And, and, the, and the game gets postponed. And he kept saying he was there, though. He was yeah. at the Camden. How did he play the game after that, though? Good good question. I don't like, know. What if, he, if he played like shit, everybody was like, no, oh, I'm fine. Like, if you bust up your hand, your hand's busted for a while. Yeah, yeah. So Unless, unless he just kind of tweaked it and he couldn't play that night. But, like, what a crazy story yeah. that is. Comes home, finds Kevin Costner banging his wife, beats the hell out of him, screws up his hand, and then next thing you know, Camden Yards, uh, the, the power goes out, yeah. and they can't play tonight. Also, also, how much do they cover up injuries and what is it like CET now? What's the concussion? Oh yeah, is that yeah. what that movie concussion yeah, was yeah, about? Yeah, that's what it's about. About the NFL players getting concussions. Uh, yeah, and, and then they had it in any given Sunday, mm-hmm. which is an awful movie that I can't. Mm-hmm. Not watch when it's on. I don't. Yeah. It's like these Oliver Stone epic shit shows. Yeah, I watch all of them and they're not good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But uh, it's been a year since Dave Mira, pro BMX rider, to, uh, yeah. took himself out because of that. Yeah, man. That's a sad thing. And it just even from that, from the extreme sports level, like Matt Hoffman's still riding. And if there's – everybody keep an eye out. The same way we're looking out for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we need Matt Hoffman in the world. We need, mm-hmm. a, we need just a mellow, like insane extreme athlete that – has done more, like more, done everything for that sport. But all of a sudden, you see interviews like, oh, "Yeah, how's it going? Just hanging out." That's paints, cool. On his Instagram, it's like it's usually injured, so he just paints pictures, and they're not good pictures. But it's like well, that's what I do to relax: just paint owls, <laughs> paint birds. I'm like, keep this treasure alive. So look after him because yeah. that guy's been knocked out. I don't know how many times. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. Look, yeah, that's it, dangerous. Hey, anybody in Oklahoma? Over by the Hoffman Ranch, there. Keep an eye out. We need him. Yeah, that's a big deal, man. These concussions. I mean, but covering it up like having a doctor for a team covering yeah. it up. Whereas these guys are just independent. But still, you realize how much is on the line. Those guys are millionaires. Mm-hmm. These skateboarders and everything. Like, yeah, just I need to pay for things. Shoot me up with a painkiller that'll last until the next time I need to be shot up with a painkiller. And then what's the, the side effects? Of all that stuff. Mm. I tell you, the time I gave myself a concussion on television. Um. You you uh, crushed beer can on your forehead. Crushed thirteen beer cans on my head. Gave myself a concussion. But hey, it's on TV. See now in the future when like yeah you have minor brain damage mm-hmm. like yeah I, yes I do. I've had two now. That second one, first one, first one was in football. I played football, football in high school and college. Self induced uh, concussion. Got my bell rang. Just concussed pretty severe. How do you know if you've had a concussion? I didn't know it the first time. But the doctors told me, you got a concussion. I'm like, don't go to sleep. Anytime you yeah. get your head, don't go to sleep. Yeah. And it's like, what happened? Do the demons come? Like, you're a little kid, and like, you can't fall asleep. That's the scariest thing to tell a child who's seen Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Oh, I hit my head. Don't ever fall asleep again. <laughs> well, what? Explain why. Oh, man. Um, here's another interesting conspiracy theory that I had no idea about until... I was also told by a buddy about this a year ago. Uh, do you remember? I know you're not a big sports fan. Do you remember when, uh, in the prime of his career, at the height of his ability and success, Michael Jordan just decided, "Hey, I'm gonna go play minor league baseball." I I remember that. I didn't know that was like the height of his career. I mean, that was ninety three, ninety yeah, ninety ninety three, ninety four. I mean, in his prime, he was probably. You don't think at, it was just like a Chappelle moment where he's like. Eh. It, well, that's what they want you to believe, and that very well could be the case. But at the same time, there was all these rumors going around about his extreme gambling, yeah. like high-dollar shit and him owing money to people and him just crazy, yeah. crazy bets and crazy gambling habits. One of the theories there is that the commissioner was like, dude, we got all this evidence, kind of the Pete Rose thing. Like, yeah. you can't – okay, you're not you're not throwing games you're playing in, but – we can't have you betting like this. You're the face of the NBA. Bringing some heat around. One of the theories is that instead of suspending him, David Stern, the commissioner, was like, look, why don't you why don't you go play baseball for a year or two yeah. so I don't have to suspend you? Why don't you take a break and um, keep your nose clean? Because it does not make sense that at, in his prime that he would just walk away, especially an athlete like him who is, you know, a lot of these really A-list athletes like him and Kobe and some of these guys, LeBron, they're just obsessed with their legacy. 
you know? Yeah, the, not being marred. Yeah, like, well, not even that, but like, okay, I've won three rings, but I need to win eight rings. I need to win the most championships. Somebody said that about like a Tom Brady commercial that was, I don't know if it was a Super Bowl commercial, but he was wearing five rings in it already. Like, the whole joke is about he's got too many rings. Yeah. I didn't see the commercial. Well, like, last night was his fifth championship. But the, the commercial that was taped before the yeah. Super Bowl, he was wearing five rings in it. Oh, wow. And they aired that during the Super Bowl? It, something that came out yesterday, so okay. I'm sure he didn't tape it last night after the well, Super Bowl. I mean, I could see them taping it last week and airing it today, but if they were airing it during the Super Bowl, that's a little no, arrogant. No, I saw it last night. Okay, maybe after the Super Bowl, they're like, okay, we can play that one now because it, it, it's relevant. But not even that, but just the fact that he taped a commercial like, I won the, another Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I, I don't have a problem with that because there was a 50-50 chance he was going to win. Yeah, I guess. So well, that, I that's like when celebrities on their deathbed, they aren't dead yet, but like as soon as they die, they've got these 20-minute pieces and you're like, you know, they oh, worked yeah. on that a month ago, waiting for this guy to die. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Jordan. There's, in, a lot of, there's a lot of <laughs> Hillary won T-shirts. Yeah. Being worn. <laughs> oh, the there's. I mean, this is a hack joke, but tomorrow and some third world country, there's going to be a lot but, of kids wearing Atlanta Falcons national championship, heard, yeah, Super Bowl champions shirts. The first time I heard that was my buddy CJ, who's hilarious. It like. It's like, imagine being the guy about to be murdered by gorillas. And your last thought is like, did the Bills go to the bowl in 88? I don't remember that. It's the last thought before you're murdered by insurgents. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the theory is that uh, he was kind of forced out. And it was they, they spun it as if, I'm yeah. going to go play baseball. Is, is that when his dad was murdered at the same time? Yes, right, before or, yeah, right before that. Uh, his dad oh, was really? right before that. His dad was murdered and connected to the same theory. Is that uh, his dad was murdered due to some of Michael's gambling habits and gambling debts? Yeah. Like maybe he owed some the wrong people too much money, and boom. And it, well, you, you know, think if you're Michael Jordan, like, how do you not have that money? Yeah, I don't know. Unless it's like crazy amounts. It's so hard to understand. Like yeah, like that MC Hammer type. Like how did you go broke? Yeah. How did you? And then you realize, oh yeah, he paid for thirty people entourage and supported them. Like, oh, mm. this was- so that's crazy. I mean, one of the most beloved athletes of our gener- of all time in the face of the NBA, you know, getting into these scandals and they're spinning it as if, nah, everything's yeah. cool. I just want to go play baseball. And him. yeah, my dad died out of just random act of violence. And I don't know. Well. That's weird. Uh, another one, real quick, uh, sticking to the NBA. Um, you know who Patrick Ewing is? Yeah. Who's Patrick Ewing? He's got a big square head. <laughs> By the way, one of, my fav- square head? one of my favorite jokes of all time. Zach Galvanakis, he says, my girlfriend looks a little like Charlize Theron and a lot like Patrick Ewing. (laughs) 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 Yeah, just a big square head, dude. Uh, Played for the Knicks for many years, went to Georgetown, was was a phenom coming out of college in 85. He was the number one pick in the 1985 NBA draft by the New York Knicks, played with him for probably at least 15 years, one of the best centers in the game. Never won a ring, I think. Uh, never won a title. That was during the Jordan era, where Jordan was just winning yeah. every. There was the the two or three years when Jordan went, didn't play when he yeah. went and played baseball. That's when everybody's like, finally, okay, we can maybe win one this year. <laughs> I remember when they went like the dream team went to the Olympics and they would interview players from other countries. Like they didn't care. Like they knew they weren't going to win. Like playing with Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh, they that dream wa- team. They wanted to be dunked on. Like, other players were getting autographs from them <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, uh, there's a theory and a rumor. That uh, that 85 draft was rigged. Um, 
and I, I don't know if this is how they did it then. Now they have the draft, but like a couple of weeks or a month or two before the draft, they have the lottery, yeah. which is how they determine who gets to pick first, who gets to pick second, and so on and so on. And usually it's like the worst 10 teams, the, the 10 teams with the worst records all get a ping pong ball. And then during the draft lottery, yeah. they they pick the ping pong balls and decide. All right, who? All right, next month this Ships, team gets the yeah. first pick. This team gets the second pick, and so on and so on. Well, they had a similar thing back in '85, but they didn't do ping pong balls. They did envelopes, and I think there was like the worst ten or twelve teams had envelopes mm-hmm. in this in this big glass jar. And the the rumor and the theory is that um, the New York Knicks froze their envelope, and then the commissioner, the guy who picked. The envelope was, was in on it, and they were like, "Hey, man, uh, pick the frozen envelope." And he's like rooting around trying to find the, the cold envelope, and he picked that one. And so, there's one theory that it was frozen. There's another theory that it would had a bend; the corner was yeah, bent. Like but anyway, hard re- tricks. Or yeah, something. regardless, what did the commissioner get out of it. Ex- <laughs> that's what I don't paid, know. Paid him off? Maybe they paid him off. Yeah, I don't know what his like why he would. Like, Obviously, he's getting some out, something out of it if it is like, true. Like, you know, nobody's ever tried to pay me off. Yeah. This is a great idea, you guys. I would love to get bought out. Yeah, but apparently that happened. And uh, I mean, we geez. think about Olympic scandals and Russia doping. Oh, it's the prize. Russia cheated at something. Yeah. Fucking shocker. Um, but that might be a whole other other thing. So basically, these aren't even sports conspiracies. It's just cheating. Yeah, just cheating. Which I have no problem. <laughs> Believing that the fucking dickheads in my school, <laughs> yeah, shitty jocks, would cheat at something to get ahead. Like, yeah, I've I've seen where your moral compass is. You don't know. He cheated. I don't have. Again, I don't have all the facts in front of me. We but, never uh, do. We never um, do. There was an NBA ref who got caught and fired, and I think maybe jailed. Uh, Tim Donahue. Donahue, I believe is his name. This was probably 10, 12 years ago. He was an NBA ref, mm-hmm. and he got caught. Like People were, I don't know if gamblers or somebody was paying him off to like make to yeah, throw games. Calls, sure. See, that's interesting. Up until now, we're talking about like from the player's perspective yeah. of, of throwing games and cheating, but like to have a ref, somebody on the inside, you know, making bad calls on purpose and stuff like that. And I think that guy may have wrote a book or he's done some interviews, yeah. but he's got all kind of stories of some of the crazy shit that he was involved in. What's Look up Tim Donahue. Tim Donahue. What's the checks and balances for a ref? I don't know. I think you have to be vetted and just like, yeah, what's at stake for that? You know, I'm sure there's like, they make a call that's bad and then it's reviewed by the other refs. Well, now it's all changed with football video and baseball. And like they have video replay in both sports, but like baseball has just started doing it maybe five years ago and, NFL hadn't been doing it very long, but all right, 15, 20, 30 years ago, there was no review. And it was just like, yeah, you know, there was a case uh, a couple years ago where a major league ref, um, I think it was with the Chicago White Sox, a guy had like a perfect game. The pitcher was pitching either a no hitter or a perfect game. And like the 27th out, the final out, there was a bang, bang play, ground ball, throw it to first. And the ref called the guy, the runner safe, thus losing the guy his no hitter or perfect game. What's per- what's perfect game? Perfect game is a no hitter, but with zero walks or errors. Oh, okay. No hitter means you got all twenty seven batters got out. They well, not necessarily. 
a perfect game is all t- 27 up, 27 down. No hits, no errors, no walks, oh, okay. uh, which is very hard to do. Yeah. A lot of people throw no, – not a lot, but a no-hitter is very hard to do. That, but you could technically – You walk some people. You maybe hit, had a walk. Maybe a guy got on base because of an error. Yeah. You know, um, But a perfect game is a no-hitter with zero walks, zero errors. Knowing this was the White Sox, at what point did a shirtless father-son team storm the field? Because that <laughs> usually happens every year. Yeah, that does happen a lot. <laughs> But anyway, this guy and he and everybody was like clearly like, dude, he was out. You called him safe. And yeah. then like the next day, the ump like looked at the tape and like went on Sports Center and like teared up and was like, yeah, I I missed that really? call and I cost that young man a perfect game and there's nothing I can do about it and I'm real sorry. He was like crying. Oh, he can't go back and no, augment I mean, the record. I don't think you know. I don't think so. So he's like, yeah, sorry, screw. And I think that might have been one of the catalysts of like, well, we need to start using video review. Yeah, there's technology accessible to us. Well, let's do a comic of the week. Well, we didn't really solve anything here. but No, uh, it's mostly just chill. You know, it's about uh, Super Bowl. I was riled on your behalf about those dumb patriots and the Trump-loving fuckface winning the whole thing. And, of course, you know, it's, <laughs> the patriots won, and there was... Uh, Speaking of the Patriots and speaking of what we're talking about, I mean, I don't know how closely you follow, but part of the reason people don't like the Patriots is they've been caught cheating several times in the last few years. Spygate in 07, they were yeah. they got caught filming the New York Jets practice, which filming the opposing team's practice, I don't think is technically illegal or against the, the rules of the NFL, but like the way they did it or like there's certain stipulations that yeah, they – that they about And then that. deflate gate – just two years ago in the Super Bowl, they beat the uh, Indianapolis Colts. And um, you know about deflate gate? Because they were softer balls? Yeah, apparently Brady likes – if you deflate the ball just a little bit, take some of that it, air yeah. pressure out, you get a better grip on it. And, of course, then the question was like, well, how, do, how did they deflate his balls and not the other team's balls? But – then you could still control that, but like yeah. the ball guy being like, talk, "Hey, we didn't talk about uh, the Tour de France at all." Was that just the, the doping? Just a lot of steroid a guys, a lot of doping, and a lot of. I guess one of the things that they'll do is they'll take your blood. I, I forget the process they caught. <clears throat> they'll take your blood at. Uh, uh. It's, so it's weird that this is considered doping, and again, not many facts. They'll take your blood at sea level. Uh-huh. Like you'll give them bags of your blood. And then when you're just in the Alps running this bike race, they put your blood back into you because it's got a higher oxygen content. So you're just getting your own blood that's more oxygenated back into your body. So this is the, the illegal way to do it. This is the that's, trick. That's illegal. Okay. But then somebody they were starting to get caught with motors. They have to do like heat sensors, like you can look at any of these bikes around here, but right in the down tube going into the crank there, uh-huh. there'll be little tiny motors to assist. That was something people were getting busted. Oh, busted. wow. And so they had to do heat sensors on the frames to see if there's, uh, and, you know, they'll pet a little bit, see if it's generating heat inside Interesting. the bike. Uh, but it, it was, uh, what's the big Lance Armstrong's whole thing? Yeah. About getting busted and having all his titles revoked and this. Uh, well, he brought so much into stuff he's done for cancer research and charity. It's like, yeah, well, you fucking cheated at the thing. You know? Hmm. You cheated at the thing. Yeah. Still, I mean, I don't think you were cheating just so you could be a great guy and help other people. Yeah. I think you were cheating because some people are built 
with that competition mindset. I've, there's comedians that are friends like that that are like, they see it as like, a, I, that's the only time I've ever been competitive was like when I started doing stand up, not to spite anybody, but like, I got to be the best person on this show. Yeah. Not because I wanted to win, but like, if I'm going to, like, this is after I moved here too, like, I want to be the best at this thing. Yeah. But not like to stomp someone else out. No. I was just like, I still, I still think everybody's great on this show, even better. Yeah. Look at how great this lineup is. This, I really got to fight for this one. Yeah. This is the only time I've gotten that competitive spirit. Like, well, that means if I'm not the funniest person on this show, it means I can't make a living out of this yep. stuff. And then I can start to understand that mind. Like, what if I cheat a little bit? What if I ask to go up earlier in the lineup? That's still kind of like cheating. I hate comics like that. I do that. Do you? No, not all. Once, once in a while, I'm just late to every show. I get if you got another show to go to, but I've worked with so many diva comics. Like I can't, I don't want to follow that guy. I don't want to go last. I don't want to go first. I make it. I go out of my way, even if it. I do have a preference. I go out of my way every time. Hey, where do you want? To, I don't give a shit. Your show, or if it's somebody, I don't give a shit. Yeah, wherever you want me to go. If it's somebody like, oh yeah, Dane Cook's gonna drop in and shit on the stage and run his time. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm going up before him, or I'm going home. Yeah, yeah, but just in a neutral setting. I don't care. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a comic. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I don't give a shit. Man, we didn't even touch on baseball. Talking about cheating, there's so mm-hmm. many interesting. Baseball is probably the most cheated sport there is. Really? Baseball cork and players, bats. Cork, cork and, and bats. bats. Um, you spit cork and bats. Mess. Great name for a wine bar in a baseball <laughs> stadium. Uh, Pitchers messing with the baseball, scratching it, using nail fingernail files in their gloves. I learned all Vaseline. about that just from Major League. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. I had different parts of his body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had Vaseline all not on the ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, baseball players are notorious. Uh, stealing signs, that's a big thing. If there's a runner on second base, while he's on second base, he'll be looking at the catcher trying to figure out what each sign means and then he'll relay it to the batter like he's about to throw you a fastball that's the thing about people don't realize about baseball like if you know what pitch is coming like this sounds like i'm bragging but like i could hit a major league fastball if i knew he was going to throw a fastball so who's trying to read the sign like the second second baseman is trying to read the catcher sign and then he just yells it out to the pitcher well how does he tell the pitcher no or no, how does he... He'll tell the batter. The batter. How does he tell... He'll, he'll, he'll have signs for him. Oh, he's got... He's like, hey, if I'm on second base and I rub my ear, that means the Fastball guy's about to throw a fastball. Coming. Yeah. I laughed so... I, it was just the dumbest joke just for me, but I, I forget which series... I, I think it was the merit. Somebody had like bright green fingernail polish mm-hmm. because, you know, they're trying to get the signs. Yeah, so the so pitcher can polish. see his fingers. I just thought it was the funniest thing, like... To be in the locker room after the big hype speech, and we're, we're going to get him. And then the one guy's like, hold on, and just blowing on his nails. Like, <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> oh, but yeah, baseball players are so uh, inventive with, with some of their little schemes and tricks and stuff. It's very interesting. Uh, the most fam- one of the most famous ones is, um, I forgot, maybe 83, 84. Uh, I think it was a playoff game. George Brett, it's a famous piece of footage. George Brett hits a home run, very timely home run, really affected the outcome of the game. And then after he already rounded the bases and went to the dugout, uh, I think it was playing the Yankees, Billy Martin. I think it was Billy Martin, who's the manager of the Yankees and also a Yankees player back in the 50s and 60s. But he came out and told the ump, like, hey, check his bat. He's got too much pine tar on his bat. And apparently you can have – Pine tar is just that sticky stuff that they put on the handle of the bat. Yeah. But you can o- it can only go up so high on the bat, and he went up too high. But 
and I've always thought this, it, that doesn't give him an advantage. Like, because that's it, not where he connected. Yeah, exactly. And even if it did, that would hurt. Like, that would affect the flight of the ball. But it was just a rule. Like, it didn't really affect his performance. But, like, the rule says you can only have 18 inches of pine tar, and his went up to 20 inches. And uh, uh, they, they, they reversed the home run. And George Brett comes running out of the dugout. I'm sure you've seen this. <laughs> he comes running out of the dugout. He gets right in the ump's face and just, <laughs> like, just loses his shit. I love it. It's so Whenever funny. there's a baseball fight, I would always, just for my own enjoyment, yell at the TV like, I don't understand. You all love baseball. What's the problem here? Stop it, you guys. Oh, but yeah, so that, I don't know. Baseball players are, are so tricky with all that shit. But anyway, yeah, maybe we'll revisit this and talk more, you know, mm-hmm. as, be prepared, but talk more as far as like a grand big picture thing like you were hinting at as far as uh, – you know the government's involvement. I mean, there's just specific stories that I'm sure go deep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got you got uh, like I said, the Olympic stuff we didn't even touch on, but fascinating stuff. All right, well, good times, buddy. Uh, let's see. No, I don't need a recipe today. I gave I gave a bunch of recipes the last you, few weeks. You recipe out. Take a break. Dave. All right, I'll take, take a, a break. big weekend. People still asking for that biscuit recipe. That's man. why I got you on in the Facebook page now. Crazy, too, so you can answer crazy some stuff. Of these um, Trying to think if there's any shout outs we need to make to people. You got I don't any know. shows this week? People hollering hollering at us on the on the Twitters and whatnot. Uh no shows this week. I, I do got some shows coming up. Uh Valentine's Day. I'll be up in Arcata, California at the Ooh. jam. All right, sweetheart. Yeah, they're all right, humble, they're promoting sweetheart. it. They're promoting it as Valentine's Day with Dave Stone. That's I don't sexy. have any like Valentine's it. material. It doesn't matter. Make it sexy. <laughs> oh my I have zero relationship jokes. But I'll be in Arcade on the 14th. I'll be in uh, San Francisco February 15th at Doc's Lab. And then uh, two more real quick. Uh, the 16th, I'll be in Chino, California. Uh, Chico, I'm sorry. Chico, California at Gallery 1078. Chino's the prison. And then uh, on the 17th, I'll be in Reno at Third Street Bar. So four days in a row I'm that doing. Is, uh, Chino and Reno. Yeah, Chino and Reno. <laughs> Two train. So yeah, come squirrels. see me. Uh, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th. I'll be at those dates. So you got any dates coming uh, up? Just here in LA, just doing spots and be yeah. UCB Sunset on Thursday. What show a, is that? I think Fresh, Fresh Out. Out. Yeah, yeah, Fresh Out is a fun one. Is that uh, Conover um, and Emily Heller show? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they'll be there. I don't know if the famous people will be. Yeah, there. That's their show there. though, right? It's Emily's. Okay. Conover, yeah, I think Conover's. Adam Conover's a part of that. Uh, yeah. Adam ruins everything. Matt Nerd Melt Saturday night. Don't know what time. Bar Lubitsch Sunday night. Don't know what time. <laughs> uh, next Monday I'll be on at midnight. They're doing it live. Oh, cool. Well, that'd be fun. <clears throat> yeah, you've been on there several times. Yeah, done it a grip. How many times you won? I don't know. I was. I've been kind of not caring about winning. It. Yeah, it's <laughs> just because now. Like, Doug Benson takes it real serious. Does Funches, he? Funches always wins. Yeah. Funches got, as soon as Funches laughs at his own joke, the whole everybody just, it's like seeing a puppy that can't get up a step, and you're like, oh. <laughs> Go on, keep rooting for the millionaire, fucking jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Funches got a brand new TV show. Funches did. It, it well deserved. What's, what's it called? <laughs> Powerless? Power, I was asking, uh, it was a name drop, I was asking him about it. Uh, it's a pretty funny concept. It's about a superhero world that uh-huh. focuses on a small group of people who don't have any superpowers. But they're in that so world. So it's, like, it's like they flip the script of, a, of an X-Men type thing. Uh-huh. So, That's cool. It's him. It's Danny Putty. Okay. Putty? Putty? I don't know how to pronounce it. 
That uh, NBC? Fun. What is that? Uh, man, I don't know. It's one of the big networks. It's yeah, it's a big, yeah. it's a big thing. Okay. Well, that's cool. But I'm saying he's going to be fine. Why don't you let the kid win one on At Midnight? Yeah, yeah. Back off, Funches. Let's do Comic of the Week. Wrap it up. Comic of the Week. Uh, very funny lady. Mm-hmm. Laurie Kilmartin. Yep. You know Laurie? Yeah. Writes for Conan. I, th- I think she still writes for Conan. Yeah, I know she did. She may still would, do. She, always very nice. Uh, done Conan a couple times and would go out of her way to come back and say hello while I was there, which was nice. Very funny lady. Got a brand new special on CISO. Uh, 45 jokes about my dead dad. She was tweeting while it was all going on, like tweeting jokes out. And not in a cult, like in a very heartwarming, like this is how, this is how I'm coping with things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have not seen the special. Don't have some CISOs. Yeah, it's on CISO. CISO doing, doing a bunch of specials now. Yeah, a lot of good um, comedy on there. I don't know of anybody who has a CISO. They got to get on like the Roku and the uh, Apple TV and stuff. It's, it's on Roku. Is it? Like you got to pay... Same problem I got with fucking Comedy Central is that I got all these specials out there, but you got to go out there with... Get in bed with Hulu mm-hmm. or Amazon or something. But that's my problem. But back to Lori Kilmer. Although it's just four bucks a month for CISO. Well, you know, there's a lot of good I think content. About on how there. much I spend on cable right now? Yeah, a little four I bucks. It. Four bucks a month's not much. <laughs> I got no excuse. A lot, a lot of our buddies have specials on there. Rory no, Scovel's got a special on there. A lot of good stuff going on on CISO. There is. Uh, so yeah, Lori Kilmartin, forty-five jokes about my dead dad. Just a pleasant lady, funny as shit. She, I believe she's got a podcast now with Jackie Cation. Yeah. I forgot the name of it, but uh, I know they're, they're doing a thing now. So if you don't know Laurie Kilmartin, uh, spelled like it sounds, Kilmartin. Uh, yeah, check that out. Should be a good special. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I, I'm very familiar with a lot of her other work. She's yeah. done Conan a few times. Yeah. I mean, obviously you said she's a writer, but uh, she's performed on there and seen her on there a few times. Just a very funny lady. So uh, look up uh, Laurie Kilmartin. That is our comic of the week. So oh, good times, right. buddy. And I guess uh, that recipe is uh, you want to use three packs of Parmesan cheese mm-hmm. and three packs of red pepper. Mm-hmm. Scramble up some eggs and put some old... Spicy ranch dressing in there to fluff them up, and, uh, and you won't feel good for a while. Store bought ranch. Too, Kyle, huh? Kyle gets a recipe. Oof. Kyle gets a recipe today. Yeah, y'all. If you, if you want the details <laughs> on that one, uh, honestly, I thought the red pepper flakes wasn't a miss. That made sense to me. Yeah, but all right, can't we, go wrong with that. Well, all right. Boogie Monster Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, Boogie Monster Pod on Twitter. So holla at your boys. The Boogie Monster.
Oh, 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 oh,